0: Hebrews chapter 12, verse number 3. Brother Chris, you're headed to Europe. Uh, would you just, uh, even before we read the verse, uh, Brother Chris Loznak is uh, headed to Prague. Uh, and We know just, just this is a unique time in the world. Would you pray God's safety and strength in his life in the name of Jesus as he leaves today and travels to do business. God, give him grace and strength, protect him, provide for him. I know he'll have influence in the work that he does, but I know there will also be an influence as he relates what you have done in his life. I pray your grace, your strength, your protection. Keep your servant. We pray and believe for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3. I will say as soon as we understand what the services will be for Sister Carmen Quintero, we will let you know. Please keep praying for Sister Nancy and their family. They have family members in the nation of Venezuela. And as you know, uh, there are some challenges there. They have family in Colombia. There, there are times when these things happen, where these folks that are so far away, it can be so challenging. But we want to pray comfort for them as well. Amen? Comfort for them. God is so merciful. Hebrews 12 and 3, just one verse. Try to give you some context as we move along. For consider him talking about Jesus that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. One translation says it this way, just think about him or just think about Jesus. If you're getting weary, if you're uh, enduring some things, just think about Jesus and understand his power and let it work in your life. Let's ask the Lord to help us through his word. Jesus, we thank you for the grace that makes this moment possible. Thank you for these that have come out to church and that are here today to receive and to give and to participate. I pray now as we look to your word that there would be anointing upon each of us to hear and receive and put into practice these things that we talk about. I pray, God, that every life would know the will of God and experience it. We'll speak one message, but everyone can hear. Because of your grace and the anointing of the Holy Ghost, they can hear what they need to hear and learn these things in a manner that allows their lives to know your power and your presence in a personal way. I pray and believe for this and thank you for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give the Lord another shout. Could we do that? Either a shout or a... Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. In the face of trials and the pursuit of God's purpose and just trying to live a, a productive life, the adventure or maybe even the pressure that life can feel like at times, comes this simple instruction, just think about Jesus. Just think about Jesus. If you want to win, if you want to be successful, follow the leader. And the leader is Jesus Christ. Even the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. In the context of this passage, the writer tells us that we should lay aside every weight, that we should lay aside the sin that does so easily beset us, that we should run with patience the race that is set before us, that we should endure suffering and endure shame, endure difficulty, And things that come our way in life that most of us have understood now for a while that we cannot control what's happening at times. But our reaction and our response is very much in our control. And when I hear those instructions, I almost want to say, good luck. Because it is pressure packed. But he doesn't give us those instructions in some blind, aimless, aimless way. He says, in order to do this, Think about Jesus. Focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're going to keep living by faith and walking with the Lord, if you're going to grow and be a mature follower of Jesus Christ, you will have opportunities to give up you will have opportunities withdraw from his purpose you will have moments where you feel so much despair and and so much pressure from life circumstances but he tells us in those moments think about jesus years ago we sang a song think about his love and think about his goodness think about his mercy focus on the lord jesus christ looking unto jesus the author and finisher of our faith, even throughout the history of the Christian faith and even throughout the history of your own life and your walk with God faces change and circumstances change and things come along and then things are gone And some of the people that were in your life when you began serving the Lord no longer in your life so you don't look to people you look unto Jesus the author and finisher of your faith you don't just put your hope in in systems or in the structures that man builds or conceives you say oh no my hope is built on nothing Less than Jesus Christ and His righteousness. We have people in this room. They are enduring difficult things. Uh, We've talked about loss and grief today, but there are some that have now for a season endured physical challenges and trials. There's at least one today in our church family that is in the hospital battling so severely a circumstance that has been unfolding for several weeks now. There's another senior saint that's uh, dealing with adversity and having to manage a, a whole different dynamic of life. And there are others recovering from surgery or are getting through difficult things, families that have had to navigate dynamic changes. Not everybody's going through a low time. There are many that are going through great swings of opportunity and blessings and victory. But you know what you find out? In the good times, uh, praise his name. In the bad times, uh, do his, do the same. Why? Because I know what I need. Uh, I need Jesus. Ah. Uh, uh, I'm not cute enough to make it without Jesus. I know you see this great hairstyle and (laughs) all this smooth, suave, debonair presentation. We need Jesus. Praise God. And there are times in your life where, where you look and you understand that things are happening and waves and, and circumstances are moving and, and the grace of God is so sufficient in our lives. And the apostle, the writer of this book was just simply saying, you got to focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot let your mind be overtaken, be shredded by circumstances, and fear, and doubt, and the enemy is the author of confusion, but Jesus is not the author of confusion. He will give you peace, great peace, have they uh, that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. People in this room are holding on, but not just holding on barely, they are firmly holding on to the unchanging hand. Of our Almighty God. He is faithful, that promised. The Apostle Paul says, What shall we say then to these things? In Romans 8, he says, if God be for us, who can be against us? I love to remind you that God will give you everything you need. To live a godly life, he will strengthen you with his Holy Spirit. Do not give in to fear or despair or even lawlessness. In other words, don't just do what's right in your own eyes. Don't just do whatever the popular fad of the day is. But open up your heart to the revelation of God's purpose and really begin to believe. I know Jesus Christ can lead me through every season of life. He is faithful. He lived. He died. He rose again on high. You say, Pastor, you're a few weeks early. You need to warm this up for Easter Sunday. You better get it. Maybe I'm practicing. You don't know. He has given us his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The Spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you. And when we look at Jesus, when we look at what he endured to purchase our salvation, when we look at how the mob reacted to the choice, give us Barabbas or give us Jesus. And they said give us Barabbas and deliver Jesus to be crucified. When we look and hear and, and understand the beating and the whip that was used to so brutally assault him, when we see that he was crucified, surrounded by thieves, when we see in our own imagination or maybe a depiction, the blood and all of those things that seem so overwhelming for us to consider how could that happen to the Savior of all mankind. When we look at that, we should not walk away depressed. We should not walk away overwhelmed with fear and insecurity. We should say, I have a Savior and his name is Jesus. I'm quoting songs that some of you may not know. But if he carried the weight of the world on his shoulders, I know he can carry you. If he handled the magnitude of the burden of all the sins of every living person that would ever come along, I know he can take care of your family. I know he can take care of your home. I know he can deal with your unemployment. I know I could get an amen there and make me go faster. I know he could. deal with the pressures of life don't you give up don't you walk away from Jesus don't you lose your way and decide nobody loves you nobody cares about you nobody knows what you're going through just think about Jesus he loves you with an unconditional love his grace is sufficient they made a crown of thorns They placed it on his head, and they began to cry out, Hail, King of the Jews. He did come to his own, and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power, gave he power to become the sons of God, I'm glad I've been buried in the name of the Lord because to as many as received him, I'm glad I've been baptized in the name of Jesus because to many, to everyone that has received him, to them gives he power to become the sons of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The Apostle Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, and 18, for as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, I ask you to think about Jesus when it comes to salvation and redemption. Don't cheapen salvation by deciding it's about your good works. Don't cheapen salvation by deciding it's about your religious tradition. Don't cheapen salvation by thinking. I know a lot about the Bible. I can quote a few verses. God must feel pretty good to have me on his team. Don't you dare cheapen your salvation, your redemption, by thinking that the enemy can come and just cast you aside from the presence of God. Don't cheapen your salvation to believe that one mistake, one weakness, one difficulty in spiritual growth is going to wipe you out. We know we have to make decisions to live within the grace of God. But let me tell you something. His grace is not flimsy. His grace is not weak. His grace is not something that you only get to take advantage of if you're a perfect Christian. His grace is not for perfect Christians. It's for me. Turn to somebody and say, it's for you. And if you think if you think they have a little arrogant, super spiritual hero, I never made a mistake thing going. Say it's for you, you low down, good for nothing sinner. No, don't say that. I don't want people to get their feelings hurt at church. Don't cheapen salvation, redemption, to believe that you have to go through life after being saved the same way you did before being saved. Don't cheapen salvation to cast aside the revelation. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. There are former Alcoholics in this room. There are people that have done hard time in this room. There are people that know what it's like to live their lives totally out of control. But guess what? Made a way. Jesus paid the price for our sins. Jesus paid it all. Jesus paid it all. Calvary is enough for every sin and every sinner. Amen. I hope you make it to every service. I want you to be here. I want you to be here for Bible study and be here for prayer and be here for worship. But don't cheapen salvation, redemption, and think because you go through a tough time and lose your focus that God will just kick you aside and get somebody else to replace you? Have you ever paid for something incredibly valuable and just cast it aside? Have you ever spent the most money on something that you've ever spent and then just treated it haphazardly? No, there's something precious about what you invest in. There's something precious about what cost you something. Calvary was not a game. It was not a hoax. It was not some religious thing that was done just to make some kind of tradition available to people. Calvary was the absolute place where we were reconciled unto God, where if we'll just obey the gospel of Jesus Christ, his grace will transform us. And we have every right to believe we can be sanctified, justified, made just as we had never, ever sinned. Not because I'm a great person, but because he's a great savior. Don't think you can't get over that habit. Don't think you can't bust through that addiction. Jesus will make a way. He'll make a way. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, And such were some of you, but ye are washed, ye are sanctified, ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Just think about Jesus and believe that there is no salvation in any other name but the name of Jesus. Think about Jesus and believe he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved he that believeth uh, believeth not shall be damned that's why every single service we have what's needed to baptize anybody that wants to be baptized not because we're trying to compel you to join a church we're trying to compel you to take advantage of the great redeeming power of the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and when you go down in that water and And you come up again. Your past sins are washed away. Who can do that? Only Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor, you're up there screaming and sweating, making such a big deal out of something so simple. The Apostle Paul writes in Galatians 1 and 6, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Then he says in verse 9 of the same chapter, As we have said before, so say I now again, If any man preach any other gospel unto you, and ye have received, let him be accursed. And then in verse 4 of 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he says, if he that cometh preacheth another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if ye receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel which ye have not accepted, ye might well bear with him. But he is cautioning them, don't you ever be pulled away from Jesus. If you have money, serve Jesus. If you don't have money, serve Jesus. If you have friends, serve Jesus. Jesus. follow the leader walk with Jesus if you don't have friends serve Jesus follow the leader walk with Jesus if you're single follow Jesus if you're married follow Jesus if you're divorced follow Jesus if you're having struggles with your own identity follow Jesus hey Did you know there's people in the world that have problems? Did you know there's people in this building that have problems? Did you know there's people that speak in tongues that have problems? What is the answer for every one of the problems that would influence any life, any individual, any family? Jesus is the answer. Follow Jesus. Believe on him. Get your house to believe on. You say, Well, I need I need to let my kids decide. You know, I, I understand what you're trying to say there, but I think what you should not do is step away and let that happen in the dynamic of the philosophies of this world. I think what you should do, because they will have to come to their own confession of faith, you should start feeding them at a young age everything you know about Jesus, about his faithfulness. You ought to let them hear you pray when you've got problems. Jesus, take care of this situation. Jesus, uh, auntie so-and-so is sick. I'm asking you to heal her. Get them into an atmosphere where every day they hear you singing the praises of the Lord and magnifying Jesus. They're going to hear about the philosophies. Don't you worry about it. They're going to see all the different belief systems. They're going to know full well what everybody at school believes. Don't you just step back and hope it works out. Open your Bible. Walk through the scripture with them. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed. Let them see you worship. Let them see you in church. Let them see you blessing the Lord. Let them see you give and pray and fast and be something for God. Why? Because of the church? No. Because of the preacher? No. Because they need Jesus. And since I'm just kind of on it, don't you convince them. (laughs) Now, don't, don't get your feelings hurt. But don't you convince them Convince them that it's all about looking right and impressing others with your spirituality. I'm not belittling the significance of outward demonstration of inward faith, but what I am saying to you is you get them to a place where they understand Jesus will come into your heart. Jesus will do a work in your heart. Maybe... Maybe in our family, we've known those that so deeply struggled with spirits that they were violent, that they were addicted, that they were so difficult to be around. Maybe we ourselves have had to confront hurt, abuse, very difficult circumstances because of people that did evil. You find a way on a level they can understand to say, but guess what, honey? If there's anybody that can fix that, it's Jesus. If there's anybody that can heal that, it's Jesus. Think about Jesus when somebody is depressed. Think about Jesus when somebody's in the hospital. Think about Jesus when somebody dies and you feel crushed by grief. Think about Jesus. Let your mind, let your heart be fixed on him. Why? Would someone filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, turn to the world when they're in trouble? That's the time, more than ever before, you should turn to Jesus. We don't have a Savior who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but He is indeed tempted in all points, like as we. And he instructs us, come boldly. I hope we never lose the opportunity like we did in prayer time and like we'll do in a few moments around this altar. Come boldly when you're addicted. Come boldly when you're fearful. Come Boldly, when you feel rejected, come boldly when your heart is crushed. Come boldly when you get a raise. Come boldly when everything's perfect. Come boldly when you're looking at a three week vacation in Jamaica. God have mercy. Let it be so. There, I got an amen. Come boldly because Jesus is the answer. Let me finish. Think about Jesus when you need to understand the purpose of your life. Think about Jesus. Think about Jesus when you need to establish your own mission statement, why you are here. The scripture says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth within me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Don't be ashamed to say that you know him. And don't be ashamed to live for him, to say he died for me I'll live for him. Don't be afraid when you're suffering for doing the right thing. Think about Jesus. When you're persecuted for being a Christian, think about Jesus. When friends walk away and family distances themselves, think about Jesus. Get up and say, I can do it. I can do it. The mindset of a victorious Christian is the mind of Christ. When you don't want to pray, think about Jesus. That's what he said. You don't want to give, think about Jesus. You don't want to serve, think about Jesus. You don't want to sacrifice, think about Jesus. You don't want to reach out to other people think about Jesus. You don't want to love those that hurt you? Think about Jesus. You don't want to forgive those uh, that really desperately treat you wrong and and do things to you that really eviscerate your life? Think about Jesus. You don't want to separate yourself uh, from an ungodly world? Think about Jesus. You don't want to hand over the reins, uh, the control, the decision-making power of your life to someone other than yourself? Think about Jesus and then say, where he leads me, I will follow. You so convinced that you being your own boss is the way to, to get through life? Think about Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But he made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. When you're struggling and you're wondering if you can make it, the tomb is empty. The tomb is empty. So think about Jesus. No weapon formed against me can prosper. Where did you get such an idea? Well, I was just thinking about Jesus. And I thought if he can take care of of a tomb, if he can step away from those grave clothes and walk around in a glorified body and demonstrate the power of the resurrection to close to... 500 people between the resurrection and the ascension, then I'm just thinking about Jesus. If he can make it through Calvary and through the tomb, I can make it through Reynoldsburg. I can make it through life. I can make it through difficulty. I can lose my job and still have faith. I can lose my family and still have faith. I can lose part of my health and still have faith. And though he slay me, yet I will trust him. I'm just thinking about Jesus. Stand with me. I didn't notice when I started, so I just picked an arbitrary stop sign. While you're thinking about Jesus, would you remind yourself, I'm thinking about Jesus because he's thinking about me. Because he has the Old Testament prophet right in Jeremiah, a verse that many of you can quote. I know the thoughts I have toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me and ye shall go and pray unto me and I will hearken unto you. I'm thinking about Jesus because he's thinking about me. I'm following Jesus because he's leading me. I'm walking with Jesus. Because he's walking with me. He's promised me a future. Amari, baptized in Jesus' name. Keep thinking about Jesus. Because he's thinking about you. Azaria, are you the younger twin? Thank God for the younger twin. I am the younger twin. No offense, but younger twin power activate. Keep thinking about Jesus. Keep thinking about the struggle is real, the pain is real. The difficulty is real. The obstacles are real. The fear is real. But keep thinking about Jesus. Let your mind rest in the peace. I know him. He loves me. He won't leave me. Yay. Though no, I walk in the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. What do you think about when your hurt is so severe you can't even describe it? When your loneliness and your rejection is so overwhelming you can't even put it in context and you're sure nobody understands. You were with me when I started. You promised to be with me when I'm done so you will not leave me in the middle. Can I give that to somebody as a word from the Lord for you? He was with you when you started. He promised to be with you when you're finished. He will not leave you in the middle. Mama, he won't leave you in the middle. Daddy, he won't leave you in the middle. Senior saint, he won't leave you in the middle. Student, student, he won't leave you in the middle. Keep your mind on Jesus. Let him do a work in your life. We're going to come and pray. They're going to lead us in worship. I invite you, if you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, let us know. It would be my privilege, my privilege to encourage you to be baptized. Today. I might even sneak up there and baptize somebody. But if I don't, others will. Would you come? and say I have decided to follow Jesus, my family, my life. And really, if none go with me, I've decided to follow Jesus. Come on, church family. Come on, guest. You're not joining this church. Certainly you're welcome to be a part of this church. But what we talked about today is so far beyond being a part of a church. I want to follow Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to know Jesus what are you doing? I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. How are you going to get through? What are you going through? I'm just going to follow Jesus. There's restoration here. There are people that are reclaiming and recapturing their momentum spiritually. There are young men and young women dedicating to a call, and they're saying, I'm going to live for God. I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to be what God wants me to be. There are senior saints that are saying, I've been through the fire. I've been through the flood. I've been through some difficult circumstances. But he never left me. I'll follow him all the way.